0: You're watching 69 Minutes. I'm Brian Kilmeade, and we now return to our interview with British conservative peer Roger Highsmith, the second Earl of Dartford and the fourth Earl of Billy Rickey. Mr. Highsmith, before you began your career as a conservative politician, you had a career in rock
1: music. Is that right? I suppose you could call it that if you like. I released four studio albums from 1974 to 1990. Uh, Hot Sounds, Richard Highsmith, Higher Than Smith. Touched by Jehovah and uh, Hard Pussy. Touched by Jehovah? It was an exploration of Afro-Cuban rhythms. I had Shaken Stevens on it, performing
0: on the marimba. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it was through your music career that you came to be friends with Jeffrey Epstein. No, no, not at all, really. I barely knew him, much less
1: uh, getting to know him personally. I mean, I barely heard of the bloke. You didn't know Mr. Epstein at all? I mean, the name rings a bell. I think he was around on the scene, but I never spoke
0: to the man. Well, Mr. Highsmith, we have 19 separate photos of you together with Jeffrey Epstein. Three of them were taken in the last five years before his death. I mean, that's news to me. I suppose I do have a habit of forgetting things. And you also wrote your hit song, Call Me Mr. E, brackets, You Don't Have to Tell Me about him. Sorry? On your 1987 album Hard Pussy, the lead single was entitled Call Me Mr. E, brackets, You Don't Have to Tell Me, and was dedicated to, and I quote, my best friend Jeffrey Epstein.
1: (laughs) Look, I think you may have me mixed up with someone else, I'm afraid. The idea of the song was that it was call me mystery, like mysterious. We just thought it would be clever to spell it that way. Uh,
0: Mr. Highsmith, I have a copy of Hard Pussy right here. and We can go over the track list if you want. Jeffrey Epstein is credited on this album as executive producer, Gackman, my best friend, and the co-author of three of your songs.
1: Look, the late 80s were a real blur for me. I mean, we were cutting more lines than a panel of script editors. The point is, I don't really remember much of it. But that album, Hard Pussy, was supposed to be kind of a response to Francis Fukuyama's
0: end of history, or that's, that's at least what I think it was about. So... Correct me if I'm wrong here, you're claiming to not remember anything about making this album? Look, Brian,
1: let me paint you a picture. I was in Bermuda trying to finish this album. I'd been working on it for three and a half years, and the studio had given me six weeks to get it done, or I was toast. There were three tracks missing, and I had no ideas. But it was one of those weird rock and roll coincidences that you get. My good friend, the Dutch musician Johannes Vonk, the Vonk, as I call him, was in the studio around that time too. He was also in Bermuda and he was working on a Blue Eyed Soul album. Anyway, let me tell you, when JV is in the studio, it is GAC time. It is marching powder o'clock. We were honking more lines than Dirk Van Beer. I'm, di- I'm digressing. We got through an entire kilo in a week. There were a hundred faders on that mixing desk and we did a line off of every single one. The Vonk at that point was having his favorite shoe polish brought in by Seaplane. We were unstoppable, right? It was the 98. You can't do that in in the studio now, but then then you could. Anyway, by the end of it, I'd put so much tropical snow up my nose and I had to relearn how to play the guitar. So that probably explains why I don't remember that particular track that you're talking about.
0: I understand that. And so, I mean, maybe we can just refresh your memory. So I'm reading from the lyric sheet here. In a stanza of Call Me Mr. E, you tell a Mr. Epstein that, quote, won't you give me a look? I know you've got my name down there in your black book. You are aware of Mr. Epstein's infamous black book of high-value contacts, are you
1: not? Um, I think you're misreading that. I was more going for a sense of, if I I remember correctly, I mean, it is a bit hazy. I was going for this kind of black book of the devil, selling your soul, you know, making a reservation with a man will bring you to temptation, but also deliver the goods, if you know what I mean.
0: Well, all right. Perhaps we'll just let our viewers make up their own minds as to what you meant. So, from the 1987 album Hard Pussy... Here's a portion of Roger Highsmith performing Call Me Mr. E. Brackets, You Don't Have to Tell Me.
2: Oh, Mr. Epstein, won't you give me a call? Oh, Mr. Epstein, we could have a call. Oh, Mr. Epstein, There's no reason to fear International waters Means there's no cops here Oh Mr. Epstein Let's book it tonight Oh Mr. Epstein I'm booked for a flight Oh Mr. Epstein Won't you give me a look
3: I know you got my name Down there in your black book
1: Yeah, I don't remember Making that at all
4: Hello and welcome back to this free episode of TF, that podcast that's in your ears or possibly around your room, or maybe
1: that you've typed out a transcript of and are reading right now at this very moment. Yeah. Does that imply they listen to it first in order to type out the transcript, but they just, they're, they're more of a visual learner, so it doesn't go in when they hear it. <laughs> no, it's, uh, they touch type. Yeah, getting a long oh, okay. telex
5: off of a ticker yeah. of the, the transcript oh, yeah. of this podcast. That's I right. get all
6: my podcasts through c Yeah, that's right Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, And it and- has
5: stop at the end of every sentence <laughs> it's, uh,
1: <laughs> it's Riley What if a Swedish man but Italian, stop <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Riley
4: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Stop. Yeah, yes, my thoughts exactly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It is Riley, Milo and Alice today And we are joined by 3 Pete friend of the show, Ollie Thorne What's up, Ollie? Hello
6: there! It's good to be here <laughs> Yeah.
4: Ollie is Matt Berry there yeah, yeah, the voice of matt berry yeah. I thought. <laughs> the disembodied voice uh and look we've got a lot to talk about today we're talking about uh acting in the arts again uh oh, we're boy. reading a really fun article that i think everyone's probably expecting from us but mm. um first i want to ask uh everyone everyone here with me if i'll start with with our, our guest ollie are you ready to take back control
1: of your money
6: oh i've, I've been waiting for you to ask me that for <laughs> so long right yes I'm taking control of all bits of my life, starting with money.
1: For yeah. those of you who can't see, all of Ollie's money is currently being blown around the room by a massive fan <laughs> a la the closing game of an episode of The Crystal Maze. <laughs> so it is in desperate need of some control.
6: I need a rubber band, is that what you're selling? Me uh, yeah, mm. I'm selling
4: you well, I'm selling you a kind of conceptual rubber band. Oh um, yes, indeed. Mm. Uh Alice Milo, your money, you want to take control of it? So badly wanna take control of it. I so want take... to bite oh, I every coin to take control of my money. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, t- I I all my money is chocolate coins. That's yeah. that's my secret
4: investment. <laughs> Al, Al, Alice Al, Alice's 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 um, finances keep on just get yeah. draining to eBay so that she can continue yeah. to like it's drown herself and cha- drown herself More in, in challenge coins they gave batches. to North Vietnam to yeah. North Vietnamese Lake Wardens
1: yeah there's that um, there's that uh, Native American proverb about how money can't be eaten but they're gonna look pretty fucking stupid when I show up with my fortune <laughs> of chocolate <laughs> coins that I swim around and chew through the foil of, like Scrooge McDuck yeah but it's also going to depreciate massively the more global warming kicks in yeah well that is true but also the more that just all food becomes scarce I might be you know so
4: look anyway I think we're all good candidates to apply to join not apply to join anyone can join that's one of the benefits of this program oh, anyone can join.
5: i'm even more excited now <laughs> mm.
4: it's it's the fortune and freedom daily newspaper published by daily newsletter rather
5: published by nigel farage well, about everyone's investing on sub stack now huh well, i was
1: gonna say why does fortune and freedom sound like a nazi thing but then i remembered it's nigel farage's newsletter <laughs> uh, information which i'd received literally seconds before
4: yeah um so basically he says Sign up now for my new daily email, Fortune and Freedom. And by the way, this is his promo picture.
1: Cool, awesome. Uh-huh.
6: Got
4: the classic uh, pinstripe suit We're, we're looking
6: there. at a, we're looking at Nigel. He's got a purple tie on. He's got a he's got his pinstripe suit. He's his arms are crossing, but not exactly in a yeah, b boy stance. He's it's a bit more. Fra- it's, it's like it's like your dad. He's, he's, and no, he's, he's like he's about almost to have my photo
5: exactly time? doing the you know I had to do it to him pose. Yeah. <laughs>
1: You know. Yeah. He looks quite like something out of the compare the meerkat extended universe.
5: <laughs>
6: like He's <ahead>. <laughs> like a meerkat
5: ass neck.
1: Yeah.
6: Like Send this your little l- ones to sleep with new fluffy uh, Nigel. Yeah. So,
1: uh, <laughs> l- l-
4: new fluffy <laughs> Nigel says you'll get the truth about your money behind the headlines, jargon and spin.
5: Cool. Smart the ideas. Truth about your money. Yeah. Like, for example, Larry Farage it? used to be a stockbroker, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, like that was 40 years ago. Like so this yeah. thing clearly is changed. going to be like some insider insight, not an obvious scam, oh. allegedly. Hello, right? I
1: am Nigel Farage, and I have been working here with Otto Sergei to invest your money very smartly. <laughs> and if you invest, you get two for one at Pizza Express.
3: <laughs> Leave the, the
5: is- single market.com.
1: It's ironic that I'm doing this voice given my political legacy.
4: <laughs> so basically, it's true. Like he says that he's going to use his insights from being in the city 40 years ago, but like his job as a stockbroker has largely been automated.
5: It was mostly yeah. like <laughs> going around shouting "hurrah" at things, right? <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah. Now like, you now
1: you just wear braces. That's what like,
5: being a stockbroker
1: is. I can't
4: imagine he has a particularly keen understanding of how high-frequency trading algorithms work, but <laughs> boy does he understand how he can tell a bunch of like confused. Old people mm-hmm. that he's going to fight the
5: establishment for them is, again is the answer to buy yeah. gold and bury us in your yard the answer is to buy gold yes fuck Amazing. it's always to buy, gold. to buy gold so buy gold. so far
4: articles have included the first one why britain will boom after brexit and the second one why gold could be the number one asset to own for the next decade <laughs> that's always a
1: sign of things going very well is when yes, gold, gold is worth a lot of money yeah, yeah. yeah. When, whenever, when the advice is put all your money in gold, that always means the economy is doing brilliantly.
5: <laughs> yeah. Well, like, but unfortunately, ad- none of these people have the thing that American scammers can do of getting people to buy guns and ammunition. But they do have the mm. gigantic novelty gold coin market. And mm-hmm. so I, I mm. for one, look forward to, like, bludgeoning someone to death in 2027 for their stash of Rands.
6: Yeah, in Minecraft. Parody. So, I'm just he- imagining a bunch of pirates earnestly uh-huh. reading this newsletter. He <laughs> 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 makes a good point. So uh, uh-huh. he
1: says, I don't know where it is. The map is crudely drawn. So he, I never finished art school.
6: He says, These coins are chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> he says, <laughs> where's Milo? Let's play uh, a game. They've,
1: they've
4: biodegraded. <laughs> Let's play a game. True or false, the government will do all it can to provide for you. True or false, the financial establishment have your best interests at heart financial establishment a bit dodgy term i think financial financial establishment yeah the
5: financial establishment
4: yeah uh, a <laughs> bit of a dodgy term there mm. uh, true or false you can trust all you read in the mainstream media if you answer oh, true, true
5: mainstream media
4: <laughs> if you answer <laughs> true you need to open your eyes and read fortune and freedom
1: open <laughs> your eyes <laughs> i mean to be honest you could do that with fortune and freedom as well yeah you, you, oh,
5: yeah, you do can, need yeah. to open fortune your eyes and freedom, freedom.
3: freedom.
4: <laughs> yeah. You will need to open your eyes before you read Fortune and Freedom. I think that's pretty much open your third eye. You'll get yeah. the same amount out of it. I bet if it happens mm. most. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so and what I think is really interesting, though, is that this uh, this is being distributed via a um, FCA regulated entity called so- uh, South Bank Investment Research Limited. Hmm. Oh, okay. uh, so uh, in an interview, and it has the for- inside
5: scoop on some protocols that I think you'll find very interesting. Mm. <laughs> so uh, he says uh, th-
4: th- they do not have
1: that. Um, <laughs> hey, Alice didn't say what protocol. Uh, you were the one the who embarks on this. From Mission bit. impossible five. I regret it. Um,
4: <laughs> so uh, he, they, they, we go on. Who are you working with, and and should we trust them? So who he do you says, work for, Are you
5: a cop? You're a <laughs> so, cop. You have to tell me. <laughs> so he responds.
4: I was first approached by South Bank in two thousand one. Mm. I was introduced by Lord Rees Mogg, the former editor of the Times, oh, cool. who at that point was writing for a, a newsletter called the Fleet Street letter, letter, rather, which was penny share tipping that had been going on since before the Second World War. Oh. So basically,
5: oh. it's it would be illegal to say it's a, a pump a and dump scheme. vibe, yeah. that's like the erotic review, but for stocks.
4: Uh, essentially, yes, like Tijuana Bibles, but for like you know a a a, a mm. company that's definitely got the next penicillin.
1: Oh, that's it. Yeah.
4: Um,
5: oh, I invest in uh, in uh, draft
1: excluders. That's right. Yeah.
5: <laughs> what I, What I meant by that, by <laughs> what I meant by the erotic review, was not necessarily that it's pornographic in nature, but that it's mm. the worst kind of like Tory side project.
4: <laughs> what writing a penny stock newsletter yes. as like, again. As as someone who's supposed to be trying to ape all of these, yes, um because I've invested like, in a swingers
5: yeah. club in romp
1: Well,
4: there. like
5: literally, yes. Like the, the other Tory thing to do with your spare time is to write another newsletter, but it's about like things that you write about women putting their sex into men's sex and them
6: having sex. You know? Yeah. Hmm. They do oh, all, the Matt Ridley approach where yeah. you just write a book about nothing. Yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah I, 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 it's but a the Ridley. That is why they call him the Ridley. Uh, so I looked at some other publications a suit
1: covered in question
4: mark.
3: Yeah, uh, this what is an
6: This is an aside. You can cut out. But I, did I tell you I went to school with with Matt Ridley Jr. Son I son of. I think you did mention this on the DM. The son of Matt Ridley. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I've actually met. Uh, I've met Matt of Matt. Yeah. <laughs> then,
4: wasn't he kind of a nice guy?
6: Uh, the young, the younger yeah, man really the, was kind of a nice guy. Yeah, I mean, he was. It's a shame really. He was kind of hamstrung by the fact that he'd been born into this enormous wealth and privilege, and was therefore like destined to just live a life of exploitation and and wasting his obvious talent. Yeah. And um, but one time he called us all commoners, and we threw rhubarb custards at him.
1: <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's the correct answer. Yeah. So that like a classic British playground tomfoolery. There. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Americans listening may have just had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> um, So, uh, anyway, so there are some other bits of
4: South Bank investment research promotional material I've read, Mm. um, which I think should lead us to...
1: How much money have you put in?
4: (laughs) uh, Well, originally I was going to make fun of it, but then I saw they were making some pretty good points.
1: Yeah. So (laughs) This is not investment advice. uh, (laughs) For legal
2: reasons, this is not investment advice.
4: (laughs) I was really won round by their... um, uh, I would say 10,000-word, doctor Bronner Brawner-label-looking investment advice about something called the world brain. All you can drop this
1: cream into your dick. <laughs> it wor- makes your investments better. The
6: world brain. Yeah, the world mm. brain. I it's remember the that whole, arc
4: from X-Men. Where the whole world gets brain.
6: Oh, oh. shit.
4: Um, it has got the whole world, world in his brain. brain. <laughs> <laughs> so... The the world brain technology, as predicted by Nikola Tesla in 1926, (laughs) is about to be rolled out. Google, Microsoft, and Apple are all already flooding it with cash. And those are just three of the multi-billion dollar companies pouring billions into it. Uh, So basically, I've only pulled a few paragraphs and sentences from this. It is literally like 10,000 words of just like trying to... It's like the thing where he's like, Gabbo, 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 world brain, world brain, world Uh, uh, brain. Okay, lots Um, of world brain. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's and the the so it, as you read on, he just keeps saying, and I'm going to give this secret to you after then 10 more lines of text. Is this oh, going to be exactly
5: like regular Dr. Bronner's in that it seems weird, but the actual weirdness of it has been bought out by a massive corporation mm. and is now, in fact, not weird at all.
1: Uh, yeah. and then when not... you invest
5: in it, it makes your balls tingle. <laughs> uh, they say, it
4: involved the technology so powerful, it, it'd have a sudden and, and irreversible impact on every man, woman, and child on the planet. Why does do the, the ball way... tingling
5: thing, though? <laughs> in, <Yeah>.
4: my...
6: <laughs> in much the same way as the printing press did. I don't even have balls, and they're tingling. <laughs> and Kenny Morozov somewhere is furious yeah. that someone's used the printing press example yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So,
4: this goes on for pages, but it transpires he's talking about 5G and how you have to invest in 5G, and
5: 5G mm. is the world brain. Um, uh, okay. oh, that's oh, that that shit that that makes you that trans. Doesn't ma- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that doesn't make any of the conspiracies about 5G like, that's not reminiscent of them at all. Yeah, like.
1: it's, it's it's basically just like, <laughs> it's just being like, buddy,
5: I wish it made you drop. <laughs> <laughs> no, I swear I don't take estrogen. It's the 5G towers. <laughs> um, they're, they're making my boobs get
4: big. I been force fammed <laughs> by suing, Elon Musk.
1: Suing Huawei about your big naturals. <laughs> yeah.
4: So, like they say, it's this simple so fact terrible. that could hand you <laughs> one of the biggest paydays of your life. And then they say it could go up, an investment could go up by 652 times. Could it? Uh, could it? And that uh, mm. could be the opportunity. Yeah. yeah, could and, uh, hypothetically, yeah, if, inv- if if a lot of planets were to align, yeah. So it's um, it's the simple fact that could hand you one of the biggest paydays of your life when the world brain switches on. Sorry, World brain, <laughs> <laughs> gets <in every> time <laughs> when so you so when you get that world brain, yeah, getting that world brain, the world dome. <laughs> Well, can you, you're getting domed off by the entire world. Rules. Yeah, that's right. Uh, if you're rich enough, you can get domed off by the entire world. Um, so when the world brain switches on and scales to all to tens of billions of devices, I see this as the first early rumblings of a tech quake.
5: It's just you can be on your phone, but it's slightly smarter.
4: Yeah. Well, the examples
5: they they but, well, slightly faster. Rather, and the, the reason the thing
4: is right, like this, and it gives you big natural. <laughs> exactly. The thing is, though, right. Is you know like there there is a lot to talk about with regard to five G, but all of this also seems to be about boosting what appears going from like a
5: B to an E. Mm. But
4: he's this appears to then all be about is he's talking about like a small German company that's clearly a penny stock, and that by paying him a bunch of money to subscribe to his World Brain series, you can learn what that company is, Mm. Uh, which definitely seems on the up and up.
1: I've got Savard Brain in my basement.
4: Yeah uh and so sounds a little connery at the end yeah so so (laughs) something's in here don't react the world (laughs) so uh anyway this guy is also appears to be uh writing uh, the newsletter with farage so Hmm. with this guy and farage together you know you know you're finally gonna you know you're gonna take on the fat cats in the city and a bunch of like And a bunch of, like, you know, angry pensioners from Kent who feel like they've politically gotten everything they wanted but are still mad can have a new establishment to take on at great personal expense.
3: This
1: has the energy of one of those, like, West African self-help churches where they take out, like, a full-page ad but in, like, a shitty newspaper, like the Metro. And it's, like, Mm. and it's explaining about, like, the winner's success church. And it is a church, but it's also about you succeeding in life. And it has, like, a big picture of the preacher who's invariably called, like, Doctor something.
5: And it My question bite. is, to what extent is Nigel Farage actually involved with this? Like, is he writing any of this copy himself, or is it all just Nigel Farage presented by? I believe he is writing a good
4: deal
1: of it. I've I've looked at it, and it looks like his huh. voice. The meerkats have taken him over. Yeah.
6: It's like a weekend of yeah. Bernies, but with Mick. Yeah, they've yeah. bought
1: his. They've bought the he, rights to his image. I have to be clear.
5: He is alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> legally we have to say yeah. legally, Nigel Farage is a, a, a living time of person. Recording. Yes, yeah. 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 he's
1: enjoying a pint in front of a tiny television <laughs> as yeah. we speak.
5: But now he's uh, wa- he, now
4: he's watching like um, uh, the uh, employment numbers. He's no longer watching the Queen.
6: Oh yeah, that's so right. this just seems like it's that Robin Hood or eToro trading app, but yeah. it's marketed towards people. Who don't use apps? Evarage. Yeah,
4: it's marketed. Yeah. It's it's basically it's. <laughs> oh god! It's a newsletter. Nigel Farage has become an ego. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you, you should have put put this on OnlyFans, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, well, well, this, this is just like Reddit. In my bath
6: it's like Reddit trading shit, but it's for
4: for old. But people. it's also just it appears to mostly just be about buy gold. Buy Damn. gold. Don't trust the banks. Buy gold. Buy gold. Buy gold. Why, buy a big advice.
5: gold coin with Nigel Farage's face minted on it. And
4: it's free. But there, he says there are going to be embedded ads, and I, I can only imagine the ads will be for like you know a, a bathtub that you don't that you can step directly into, or yeah. you know gold coins with gold. his face on them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's
1: both an investment and a practical yeah, uh, home taking Or choice. like
4: like um like a like a like a stair elevator, you know, but again, oh, also
5: like The yeah. way in which yeah. this is written is such a like bogus official kind of coming to check your grand's gas meter and stealing all the silver kind of yeah. vibe. Yeah. It's kind it's such a hard sell of like, oh really? You can't afford not to. Yeah. They'll sell you and a, a platinum like, commode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm.
4: So, you know, if you want to if you would like to invest in what I imagine is like a, a gold ear trumpet, I suppose this is going to be the place to learn about it. Yeah,
5: and you get a free pen. Yeah, yeah. just for inquiring. How how can I lose? You, you, legally, you do not get a free pen. <laughs> legally, if you get the pen, you have to give a reverse mortgage. No, not well, to I, I'm,
1: I'm Michael Parkinson, and if you if you take out an, an <laughs> investment with the uh, far- efarage.com, you you'll get a free Parker pen just for inquiring.
5: It totally, it is a saga thing or like yeah. a wills thing. You you would see the this advertised at like yeah. five in the afternoon on tv mm. right yeah well i think for yeah. like, ambitious. this is in the break on tipping point
0: but the thing is he <laughs> is
4: he is ambitious and he does for better or for worse he does understand that if you want to get people subscribing to your you know finance newsletter where you just say to buy gold um there may be other things in it but that's that's all i've seen um or seen talked about That's all I'm interested in. Yeah, but right.
5: If if he gives me other investment advice, frankly, I don't want to know. But
4: but what I mean is, right, he has decent political instincts in terms of what makes people do things. And Mm. the fact that he has set himself up as I've rebelled against one establishment, now I'm going to help you rebel against another. Mm. By the way, invest in the following, make the following investments, and there's ads supported in this newsletter. It's just, again, he's very good at weaponizing people's just sort of ambient feelings of discomfort and resentment to get Mm. what he wants.
5: Well, like, uh, you could not write this more, uh, I mean, less subtly, but this, the ad that you presented to us for this ends with a button, yes, I want to take back control of my money, and that is the logical endpoint of uh, the messaging of take back control, is just to end in like a buy gold kind of quasi It's
1: 9pm, do you know where your money is? I told you last night, no! <laughs> <laughs> it's my money and I want it now! Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, like, you
4: know, that's the thing, right? If you wonder sort of where all the big Trump people or the big Brexit people are
5: and are going, like... The smart ones are just running just these grifting, Yeah,
4: yeah. Mm. The, the smart ones are all, you know, signing up to Nigel thing. Farage's yeah. Patreon. Yeah, so yeah, signing up to and Nigel... the dumb
5: ones? The dumb ones are riding the wreckage all the way down Yeah, and getting mm. arrested in Florida and, like, weeping to the cops about how their wife won't have sex with them anymore.
4: Yeah, like, yeah. Not, you know, UKIP was never about it, fundamentally, it was never about all of those um, local counselors who kept appearing in local papers to, for getting in like
6: daytime fistfights. Oh, God, this is what Sargon's hmm. going to be doing in three years, isn't it? Oh well, let's see. <laughs> this is what yeah. Sar- Sargon in three years is going to be on YouTube, just like buy gold, buy buy gold. I have children that I need to support. Yeah, like so- three years an optimist. Or, I or think. Or maybe
1: maybe he goes like, does the rogue like left wing pivot and becomes Sargon of A cab? Yeah, <laughs> and then we get the
4: real. He's saving that one in the back pocket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Look, I, yeah, th- hey, you know what? To you now know, I think, what the bellwether is of like smart right wing monster is once their political project is either. Concluded what it needs to do, or has run its course and is now starting to crash and burn. uh, They'll start
5: selling gold. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's just a smash and grab on the institution. I love gold. So, hey, (laughs) like this is genuinely why I love them. Right, is that like they treat the the institutions of like electoralism and of liberal democracy with exactly the respect they deserve. Mm. It's just that Mm. their only interest in doing that is to cash out early with buy gold.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
5: Exactly.
4: Uh,
1: and they so- will
5: at least give you a free pen, which is more than you can say for the centrist. <laughs> That's true. Jer- Jeremy Corbyn I never gave me a free pen. And what does that tell what you? What would you
1: get from him? Free jam? Yeah.
5: Uh, free, a free, free pen broadband. endorsed by
1: Hamas. I'd rather have gold. <laughs> oh, a free North Korean flag is probably what you'd yeah.
6: get. Yeah, in my opinion.
4: <laughs> mm. You know, as uh, you th- 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 free cotton candy at Marks and Spencer. Uh, Five I extra genders
6: that I don't want. Yeah.
4: Oh, I
1: should
6: should if I'm spelling that with an X. <laughs>
1: yeah.
4: Um. Yeah. So that's that's what Corbin that's what Corbin gives a you. Max. Don't even. Don't even. <laughs> hey, I bet he'd probably try to borrow your pen and not give it back. Because that's what Marx said to do.
1: That's what socialism is. Yeah, yeah.
4: it's when you bore, it's, it's socialism is when you borrow mm. pens and lighters and the state oh, keeps them.
1: Right to Nigel Farage and critique his business plan on the basis that giving people a free pen for inquiring is socialism and therefore he shouldn't be doing
4: <laughs> it. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's let's move on a little bit. Uh, we're talking we're talking arts because we have Ooh. a bona fide thespian hey! with us.
3: Yeah, Matt uh, Berry.
4: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. Matt Berry's here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, basically, we're going to start this by reminding everyone, or maybe for our American listeners, mm. telling them
1: for the first time uh, that Rishi's. About art.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> About
1: something we have over here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you yeah. may have seen programs such it's as This Peanut Is Us. Butter. It's not like those.
6: <laughs>
4: Um. Yeah, uh, so Rishi Sunak responding to a question about sort of the plight of people in the arts during various lockdowns and pandemics and things that are current events oh, of indeed, that nature. The last 20 years. Um. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Said that,
5: hey, if you're struggling, you should just seek new opportunities. Yeah, and then we yeah. got the famous poster, which was used without like the model or the photographer's knowledge yeah. of a ballerina. Uh, mm. And the the line Fatima's next job could be in cyber. Yep. She just doesn't know it. I, yet. I yeah. do.
4: I hate to be that guy, but that's actually a total coincidence. That ad was from like last year. Huh. Yeah. Oh, well. It's be- It's yeah. It's it's actually that ad was from last year. It just got dredged back up again because it happens to um. Oh. Oh, okay. coincide well, yeah, that with that the, story like...
1: broken on Trash Future. Yeah. Now you know. <laughs> um, uh, Anyway, weird though that that, uh, that ad that picture was taken on a ring doorbell. I um, <laughs> it's actually quite an eerie ad. Like,
4: she absolutely had
1: no idea.
4: Yeah. Um, um, so, uh, basically, right, but yeah, said that if you're in the arts and you can't either support yourself from like family money, uh, which is heavily implied, or have one well, of no the, one in the
1: arts is like that, yeah,
4: or have one of like the four h- well paying arts jobs that are left, then yeah, you yeah. should, Podcast, you know, though. go yeah.
0: seek
6: new opportunities, go train in cyber. Basically, yeah. but, but he's uh, not. But he's not offering to like pay anyone's debt from drama school. He's not offering no. to make the retraining free. He's like, no. why don't you just now double the amount
5: of?
1: Debt why don't you just it?
6: learn to code? Yeah, yeah.
1: become at learn how to make a wig and kebab. Yeah, a respectable so, trade.
5: So anyway, that's the that is the basic programming a wig and kebab yeah. as my wig and kebab shop has been redesignated a hub of cyber exons. Yeah. yeah, I've
4: just I've, I've I've decided to put this wig and kebab on the blockchain. It is as gross, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so uh, basically, uh, so I've got this right. Where, but yes, people have been told to retrain. That's the context that we're talking mm. about. But I've got another sort of uh, story that I found here. Oddly enough, in the Telegraph, while I was looking for a reading. Someone because like not all bits of the Telegraph are like as frothing reactionary as 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 every other bit. Like mm. oh,
5: some some of them are merely sponge brain yeah. reactionary. Oh, it's just, uh, still reactionary. Some of yeah. their
4: so I think some of their lifestyles. Some of their lifestyle writing can be just like pretty, you know, relatively neutral. And so this came up in this another
1: best peacocks. So this
4: came up. <laughs> this came up in another in another article, and you'll can see that it's not you know. Mm. Uh, so it says. Uh, For three decades, Anna Jane Casey had been a West End leading lady, but her new role is a good deal less glamorous. Casey Mm -hmm. is now working as a delivery driver, earning a pound per parcel after the shutdown of the arts left her, like thousands of others in the industry, unable to do the job she loves. Since June, Casey has been working for a courier company with her husband and fellow actor Graham McDuff. And she has played Velma Kelly in Chicago, Anita in West Side Story, Mrs. Wilkinson in Billy Elliot. She says, I've been acting since I was 10. I've paid tax all that time, and yet you're telling me that my industry just suddenly isn't viable, and that I should probably retrain and do something else. Well, that's not what I'm going to do, but I have a mortgage and two kids, so I need a job right now. So, uh, Ollie, you are, in addition to being a, uh, a, a YouTuber, are also a thespian and, and a, a, a POA, a person of the arts. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I wanted to know if you could see on arrival. <laughs> i you were a pussy on arrival. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, anyway, can you speak to that a little bit? Like the, the floor falling out of one of the things that makes life worth living to do and to take in?
6: Well, I think as Milo highlighted earlier on, this, is benign, this has actually been happening for a long time. Um, even before mm-hmm. the pandemic, the acting industry has very slowly been getting a lot more. Like, we were hit really hard by austerity. A lot of people think, "Oh, like entertainment industry is austerity proof," but no, no way. Um, so there's, it's it's a, it's like the nexus of a lot of uh, of a lot of problems have like come together. Um, so it's it's always been the case. There's like a catch twenty two in acting that in order to get into something, you need to have an agent. But in order to get an agent, you need to be in something. And mm. the solution to that was always like you've got to make your own work, um, which obviously requires a hell of a lot of money. But was like at mm. least theoretically possible for some people. Um, but now. You can't really do that anymore. Uh, that well, well, you can, but it doesn't work. Um, and the reason it doesn't work is that assistants to agents and casting directors are paid like twenty, three, twenty-four grand a year. Mm-hmm. And you cannot live on that in London. So nobody can get a job as an assistant to an agent or a casting director. So all the agents and casting directors work 60 hour weeks and they don't have time to see anybody new. So like even before the pandemic happened, the whole acting industry is just like absolutely fucked and completely on its arse. And I, I very much sympathize with this lady. Like, I was in a play a while ago um, with a very talented young actor, and she went to RADA, which is like, for American listeners, yeah. RADA is like the primo drama school in the UK. Yeah. so like the Oxford or Cambridge of drama. And I said to her, it's like, you know, you've been out of drama school 18 months. How's it, how's it been? Has it been hard? And she's like, Oh, well, um, you know, Kenneth Branagh came to our graduation show, and he liked me so much that he put me in Hamlet with Tom Hiddleston. And that was my first job. And then Ken liked me so much that he put me in this film that he's doing in the US. So I went and did that for a few months. And I was like, and now you're in this unpaid play in which I'm playing the lead. And she was like, Yeah. So there's like there's no job security, there's no career plan anymore. Mm. You've got like Olivier winners. Stuart Lee famously talks about a guy who won the Olivier for Opera, then like two months later he was sleeping under a canal bridge. Like there's no Yeah, to prepare for a role. <laughs> <laughs> there's just no there's no job security. There's nothing. There's nothing for us at all. And he and, was the phantom of the opera. <laughs> uh, he was a Jerry Springer, the opera, yeah. But like mm-hmm. actors are... Jerry actors...
1: Springer, the phantom of the opera.
6: Please stop inverting.
1: Best <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm fucking writing that down right now. Yeah. That's brilliant. Um, the, the phantom is the father of my child. Coming yeah.
6: soon to the... Oh my God, that's just <laughs> yeah. the plot of Love Never Dies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, actors are... People don't really think of actors as workers, but we are an incredibly casualized workforce. Um, And it has been getting worse and worse and worse. Um, So as another example, uh, a little insight into the industry, like if you do an advert for uh, McDonald's, right? you then can't do an advert for Burger King for like five years, right? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, you, you, it's, it clashes, right? If you're the face of McDonald's, they don't want Mr. McDonald's doing their Burger King ads, right? Yeah, because so, Ronald McDonald and the Burger King guy are They, do, they hate each other, yeah. right? They used to work together, but they had a big falling out.
1: Yeah. Um, if he even smells Ronald on you, you're
6: fucked. Yeah, yeah, because Ronald <laughs> fucked his wife. And <laughs> yeah, it's just, exactly, it's a whole thing. Yeah. So you can't, you can't do that. Or like, if, you, if mm. you do Bacardi, you can't do Budweiser for like five years, right? Yeah. And the way it's supposed to work is they, in addition to paying you for the day that you are filming. If your bit of the commercial airs, you get what's called a buyout, right? Depending on how many countries the ad airs in or like how big it is, the buyout uh, can be bigger or larger or smaller. But like for McDonald's, the buyout would be like a few grand, right? And it's a recognition that in the time that you can't do Burger King ads, you still need to eat. You're an actor, you're a professionally trained, you're a pro, like you've got to still pay your rent and everything. Um, But buyouts have been getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller over the last few years. To the point where now there are major brands doing commercials, and they'll say two hundred and fifty quid, no buyout, and you j- you just don't get anything. Um, and uh, you know young actors who, who don't know what it's going to do to their career. Well, someone will sign up to that, and you don't realize that you've just signed away your rights to do competing commercials for five years. Mm. So you know you're you're getting two hundred and fifty quid for the day, and you're sitting opposite David Beckham or whoever the celebrity is in the ad, and he's getting twenty five million, and you've just fucked your entire career mm. because and you money- to suck him off. Yeah, yeah, all, all all the money's all the money stayed at the top. Um, but as wages for actors go down, agents have to take on more actors on their books to, to like mm-hmm. keep up the money. Uh, so they don't have as much time to invest in your career and pay attention to you. So that's like it's more and more competitive. And um, meanwhile, you have to pay to be on casting websites. So like for a long, long time, acting has been getting increasingly casualized. And and then you know Rishi has the fucking gall to come along and say just retrain, and it's yeah. like. Fuck you, mm. you! You retrain. Yeah. What do you? What? Hey, why don't you get up here? You try this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking
1: give it a go. <laughs> but yeah. that's the thing, though. Once you just you've called won- everyone, <laughs> once you've been, you know, the conservative chancellor of the Exchequer, you can't be the Labour chancellor of the Exchequer for at least, <laughs> for at least five, five years. <laughs> <Yeah. so.
4: laughs> oh, give give, give, give Starver Starmer a chance. Yeah. I'm sure he'll bring him over. He's signing <laughs> it away. Um, yeah, that's
1: the sensible centrist policy. Yeah. But you yeah, know, Ollie, I think that's that's like very true of like the arts in general. I think acting is like even more mental than comedy. But I think what you said about the adverts is very that like there's a lot of things where like you get paid absolute dog shit on the basis of like the economics of the industry and it's like no but the economics of the industry is just that you can get away with paying me that it's not because you can't afford to pay me more so it's like yeah. mcdonald's aren't like hurting for cash no. they've just worked out that like oh i can just pay you like piss because you'll take it <laughs> we have to sell um, grimace
3: yeah <laughs> <because> <laughs> really
6: tight. But
3: from what yeah. i hear like from what i hear mm.
1: mcdonald's
6: are actually quite good um, not a slag off Ronald. Um, but a
1: hypothetical McDonald's type
4: uh-huh.
6: company. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They um, had to sell grimace to a cl- to a libertarian intentional community. Yeah, yeah. Which was kind of what was getting me a bit <laughs> with the like with the saving the comedy clubs thing, which I kind of like I half agree with. But also like a lot of the comedy clubs are like badly run and they like they lit they subsist off of not paying a lot of their acts and paying yeah. the- and paying a lot of the acts they do pay, not enough.
5: And they've no, got you have to bail out Baz Pitts, yeah. who will absolutely refuse yeah. to Baz, pay you Baz for like jokes. And, then- and he's got a sell <laughs> yeah, down.
1: Baz- Full jokes. of people who've paid 20 quid And they've all had Baz pints And they're going to sit yeah. there and
4: call you a cunt for 15 minutes I But I can't pay you now, Milo you and I both actually know
1: Baz jokes And the thing is his real name yeah. does rhyme with that Oh it does yeah. yeah. No no, that guy isn't as successful as Baz jokes That's That guy true. is like unsuccessful He's like washed up wannabe Baz jokes Which is the worst <laughs> person you can possibly be
0: um, But
6: something Something that is worth yeah. highlighting and And like two connections that people don't usually make um, is that financial exploitation in the creative industries breeds sexual exploitation as well. In the last few years, the acting industry, we've had a big reckoning with the Me Too movement of like, people not being safe uh, on, on set or on, uh, in rehearsals, of like people being assaulted or exploited by directors. And part of the reason that happens, like, part of the reason you have so many ads on casting websites was like, oh, I want a hot girl to come and like, take her clothes off to be photographed in a hotel room for like 10 quid an hour. Part of the reason oh, harder that- to say no. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Ten quid an hour is a living wage, so I mean, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, know. I, I, I have been inappropriately like advanced on by directors. I, I, so <laughs> I you could be like, I've taken it. I, you know, <laughs> I, like- no, 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 no. Like, I, I've, I've been like felt up by a director before. I've been sexually assaulted by a director on stage in front of an audience before. Really? Emily. And yeah, 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 yeah. I and mean, you can't like, you can't do anything about it because I need the fucking money. No. Huh?
1: Was that when you were in the Gary Glitter story?
6: <laughs> <laughs> right. Um,
4: and I mean that's. It, it it goes to show right that it is that it like, e- exploitation exploitation is exploitation is exploitation and that the big guys will do what they can get away with and especially like if we want to sort of if we think about like where much of the support has gone right when we spoke about this on the bonus episode with Josie Long we talked about how how things were structured that this is going to end up flowing into the pockets of the already wealthy by and large and part of that part of those that reason right is that by breaking by breaking those relationships, those employment relationships between like companies and actors and so on? Um, not only are they able to like you know be let's say be exploitative in some of the ways that that you were talking about, including like sexually, but equally it means that like when that support comes through, the government can only identify the companies. Rather than yeah, the casu- We bailed out yeah.
5: Baz Jokes yeah. Limited. Yeah.
4: So because they cannot identify or don't want to identify the casualized, non-working actors who might inst- they there aren't actors, they are a casualized workforce. Casual- it's very
5: dangerous for them to do that. Yeah. Because like if you start doing that with one casual workforce, you have to do it with all of yeah. them. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a second, are these people employed to deliver packages yeah. or drive uh, like go. ride share and, cars? And
4: so with the long-term casualization of any industry. Uh, and, and I think this is the this is the one we're talking about now because of the um because of the support that's flowing yeah, to but it. That's that's why yeah. it's so
5: interesting that 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 actor is uh, like delivering packages. It's it's all the same thing? Like as soon as that ratchet turns for one industry, whether it's delivering parcels or whatever else, it turns yeah. a little bit further for yeah. everyone. A transferable
1: skill, it turns out, is being in insecure and underpaid labour. <laughs> um,
5: <laughs> but like that's also yeah. why if you if you're listening to this and you're like, well, you know, I I, I have no human soul, so. I don't give a shit about the arts. Why should I? It's because like it's gonna be your job also if it isn't already.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Precisely.
5: And then this what happens with then the support
4: then ends up going to private equity firms and the like. So mm. I have got some breakdowns of how it's gone here. So from the first tranche of payouts from the Culture Recovery Fund, uh regionally it broke down uh, 30 million in the northwest, 10 million in the northeast, 87 million in
5: London. Northern Powerhouse, <laughs> <Yeah>. baby.
4: <laughs> um and and some of the recipients of this, as well, again, are um, are combinations of like uh, holding groups, asset management firms, private equity companies, because the main beneficiaries of casualized workforces are these kinds of investors.
6: Yeah, all the all the yeah. relief money yeah. is and going like, to like com- or companies or theaters, which means it's going into the pockets of the landlords who own the theaters. Yeah. none of the relief money is actually making it down to actors. Yeah, the, the actual are workers who and, that, are and directors. Are you saying that
5: it's not? It's not so good to give 87 million quid to the suspiciously young Vic. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so I, I
4: exa- one example of a company that received funding, which really sort of
5: got my goat, uh, was Secret Cinema. Secret cinema. <laughs> you can get funding so long as you're, to- you're the most Tory aesthetic shit. So for those mm, who yeah, don't, the
1: ball, the bull pit bar and alco traz <laughs> are also part of the arts now.
4: Yeah. <laughs> So I, I mean, uh, yes, actually, not those specifically, but a similar bar and restaurant group was also bailed out. <laughs> oh <Jesus>.
1: fuck off! <laughs> this is just so it's so fucking annoying. It's like ah, oh, <laughs> it's like how much like. It, like wasn't because like the fucking like the Albert Hall was part of this as well. Yep,
4: so was Wigmore and Hall.
1: And it's like when he It was like oh, as if the Albert Hall is gonna cl- like the Albert Hall could put out a fucking donation link on their website and they would have enough money. Mu- like
6: what? Like, yeah. Uh. And also the like the guy who runs the Albert Hall is on like X million pounds a year. Yeah. yeah. But- also, if, if
5: you want to like, be bailed out <laughs> by the government <laughs> for telling jokes, have you considered telling jokes that the people in government want to laugh at? Oh, yeah, I could get a job on Spitting Image. Yeah.
1: Go, <laughs> Jimmy and Grubbins. Yeah,
5: so, um,
4: secret cinema, for those of you who don't know, is basically like something that, you know... Um, Whatever, like, stockbrokers are left that haven't been automated, uh, yeah. and people who Nigel yeah, and people <laughs> whose job title includes, like, product manager or whatever, mm. um, they basically go there on dating app dates, and then you, like, it, they show they show a kind of like movie that, you know, like people like they show the movie from a top ten
1: films ever list on Reddit or whatever, where it's like, We're yeah, seeing yeah, Indiana yeah. Jones or oh, Star we're seeing, Wars. Oh, we're like, we're watching Heathers. It's not it's not Mean Girls. It's Mean Girls if it was cool. Yeah. No, they only eighties. The they only watch sort of the gigantic blockbusters
4: that came out in the eras that millennials were children in, basically. Yeah, so yeah. it's a childhood simulator. And then you go, mm. you go, you dress up as the thing. Why and then is they, Gary Glitter here? <laughs> and then they take you on a little, um, mm. on a little adventure. So it's like, oh, we're showing Star Wars and you have to infiltrate the Death Star. And then you like mm. do two hours or so of like soft play activities for like, again, a preschool with cocktails. And, yeah. um, then so you get cool preschool, yeah, <laughs> cool preschool. Then you yeah. get sat down and, Stewie you, Griffin shit. and you watch a movie and, uh, it costs 60 pounds a ticket.
6: So I Jesus. I actually went to uh, I got in for free because I had made who who was working there. I went to the secret cinema for Casino Royale. So cool. Um, mm. And like you know, we dressed up in in dinner jackets and everything, and then they go and like they say, oh, you're part of like Q team, and then you go and you like infiltrate this, and you, like it's like a little improv Im- like improv loop basically. Uh-huh. Um, and if you are an actor and you're good at improv, then you can have a good time. You have uh, to and if, like this. if yeah, you do, you do. And if you yeah. if you haven't done any of that and you're shit then you have a rubbish time. And I, I actually did end up having quite a fun time, mainly because I was there for free and mainly because the person behind the bar also just gave us free wine. Yeah. And, but the, I mean, <laughs> the central, not artistic, but the central design weakness of uh, Secret Cinema has always been that if you are not the perfect amount of drunk when the film starts, you're going to have a really bad time. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> if, you, if you're not drunk enough, you're sitting there sober, like, I feel like a fucking idiot. Well, but if you're too drunk, then 20 minutes into Casino bar, you're like, I really need to piss and I can't pay attention. Uh, well, <clears throat> you'll be happy to know
4: that um, Secret Cinema, the company that just has very expensive and theatrical screenings of already famous movies, has received 10% of what's gone to the Northeast in total.
5: See, like... (laughs) 8.7 8.7 million quid?
1: No, no, what's
4: gone to the northeast in total? So they got a million oh, pounds. Oh, three million.
1: Yeah.
5: Oh, okay. They got a million
1: pounds, 10% of 10 million. I love when I go and see train spotting at the Secret Cinema and I have to
6: share a needle with the Usher to get <laughs> in. Yeah. Um, yeah, there. Yeah. There are things... So I, I know people who have worked at Secret Cinema, like yeah. actual actors in the cast, and there are things that I can't talk about that make it disappointing that this money has gone... To the people who own that company, mm-hmm. rather than the actors who work there. So, so that, and that some some of the companies that have received money uh, through this scheme are just like exploitative of their actors and have mm-hmm. very high turnover because they they just treat them like shit and they expect you to work far too hard for for not enough money. And that-
5: whoops, we have accidentally given ninety million quid to Kevin Spacey. Yeah. for some reason. <laughs> um,
4: so they also they they are a loss making. They are a loss making. Um, uh. They are a loss-making company. They laid a loss of two point nine million pounds last year. So mm. that that's one what? other thing to know. How
1: the fuck do you lose that much money when you're th- you do the thing is screening it's, films? I, I, you, I, it's you, you let people in
5: for free. And get oh. for free
1: money. Oh. It's, it's to do it, a lot oh, of this is a lot so of this, also avoiding tax. Well, uh, I mean,
5: legally, yeah.
4: yeah. But a lot of this is also like when you say we talk about like these loss-making companies. Some are genuinely loss-making because they're trying to like. Monopolize yeah, and but capture on a On the market. other
5: hand, Ollie, why did you drink two million quid's worth of wine? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a very nice bottle of wine.
1: <laughs> that's, why, that's why they can't pay the actors very yeah. well. because I've
6: been drinking all of
5: <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Um, um, Ollie so you the backcast. Like, mm, one, one chateau nerf to Pap, please. <laughs>
4: um, so basically, the other thing, right, is secret Cin- is that secret group is the thing of getting getting the money, the money, which is a parent company, and we can talk another time about secret how secret like, group,
1: a good sounding company.
4: We can talk about how another time about how you can shuffle profits and losses between companies to basically every year equal out and not have to pay any corporation tax.
6: I did a I did a gig for a, a ripoff of Secret Cinema. Yeah, I'll have to tell you about it off uh, mic, but I, I, h- did h- of I did a hell of a gig. I did a hell of a gig for a company that was like even more dodgy. Uh, that was like trying to be an even more exploitative version uh, um, of what this is. Top yeah. secret M- R- <laughs> <illegal> cinema. Dave Courtney's <laughs> illegal. <laughs> so I have To tell you officer the rates that I'm paying these actors Does is highly illegal. With no pornography
1: we're showing, let's just say the actors are not as old as you might think. <laughs> Which is illegal, as I understand it. <laughs> just a guy who's so enthusiastic
4: about crime, he starts committing the really grim ones. Yeah,
1: but not because he has any like perverse <laughs> uh, tendencies towards crime. them, but just like <laughs> sounds
5: like some pedophile.
1: Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, there we go. The non-libelous use of that drop. Yeah. That's
5: right. I told you I'd yeah. find one. So look, mm.
4: um, the company, the secret group, also uh, is backed by a private equity company that already has ties
6: with Netflix and Disney. So. Cool. So you why, know, basically, why is, why is the show that I'm doing not backed by uh, a private equity company? Does uh, anyone know a private equity company? Riley's right, raising his yeah, hand. Yes, we know quite a few. Yeah, we know <laughs> a lot of them. Can you tell me? Can I'm a we introduce you? To-
5: yeah, can we introduce you to this man with a soundproofed office? <laughs> <laughs> um, if you want to get
4: supply chain financed, we th- yeah. I think we can hook that up for you. Or, hey, do you want to buy or be involved in the sale of an illiquid bond?
5: <laughs> can yeah. we can we introduce you to our friend Jan Marcelek Two large men roll in an oil <laughs> <laughs> well, um,
6: please? Actually, I've just been already... talking to Nigel Farage. He says we're pretty sure we can hire an yeah. extra producer you've if we already, just had gold.
1: You've already stepped into my soundproof office, but can I invite you to take a seat in my perfect mint Condition Renault Clio.
4: It is
3: inside
1: this office. So,
3: um,
4: basically, yeah. So, if you if you think of it that way, um, UK government UK government money has gone to supporting what I think amounts to. A um, kind of a, a large and complex flash mob to advertise new Netflix yeah. releases.
1: Oh, and we know we know exactly why. Because the, the CEO or whoever it was who came up with uh, Secret Cinema is absolutely some public school twat who like has a mm. degree from a Russell Group university. And is like, oh, I'm actually going to go into a business, but like not not like Dad's business. I'm going to do like cool. Like I know so many people from Cambridge who are like, I'm going to start an app. And, like, it's always something like, it's an app that helps you meet people who want to go bowling. And it's like, fuck off. Um, and Secret Cinema has that written all over it. Uh, his name is Max Alexander. Max
5: Alexander? Yeah, name. I'm just Posh. looking at Company's house right now. Yeah. Mm. Um,
4: he did a dent at McKenzie and Sky
1: and then worked at Carpool Warehouse. And then he worked
4: for Dido Harding at TalkTalk. Talk. You can't escape these fucking people
1: Dido Harding
4: Yeah you cannot cannot escape the people who are like Well she's fucking up Test and Trace right now
1: Oh, that's her. Okay. Yeah, not so, not to be confused with Pop Impresario, who yeah. never gives her surname. So she yeah. could be Dido. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought as well. No, yeah. So yeah. she
4: is. So basically, yeah, there Listen, is.
5: If you think that if you think that this is an improper relationship, you simply have to complain to the government anti-corruption czar, who I believe is Dido Harding's <laughs> husband.
3: <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, Dick Harding. Yeah, that's
4: right. That's exactly right. If I mm. my last name was Harding, I absolutely would name a name a child a pun yeah, you know yeah, yeah. i don't want i because i wanted My to name see is what Robert, it does. but i go by dick you'll understand yeah. when you hear the surname <laughs> um so basically also included is an agency that has been invested in by a by a billionaire's asset management vehicle um by the way the ta- the agency is the paradigm talent agency which is led by the billionaire's brother and then mm-hmm. uh, so you know just Basically, we're putting a lot of money basically into businesses like theaters and stuff that just will give it to their landlords and then asset management firms and private equity funds that have got their way into and have really casualized and sort of um, exploited a lot of people who are actually trying to make their living doing the actual labor of making things that are fun to interact with.
1: Why does The Billionaire's Brother sound like an Adam Sandler movie? (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, I'm trying to get some
6: business done here And he's like
1: Oh I'm trying to get business done <laughs> Oh a, I make all
3: the money That's and then some very kind good of like, Adam
6: Sandler There's some, some kind of mix up Where he has to run the business yeah, It's his yeah, yeah, yeah. identical Absolutely, twin yeah. brother Okay Adam Sandler If you're
4: listening uh, We're going to have it be The tone of Uncut Gems But the script content Of what you would have been doing In the early <laughs> 2000s Call <almost>. us <laughs> Copyright TM 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 going to be cinema In
0: three years <laughs> yeah, we're
4: gonna
1: give Ollie a job. We're gonna make money. Yes. Uh-huh.
4: Yeah. So uh, the last one I've, I pulled out here is Mission Mars, which is the restaurant and bar group. Oh, oh crap. Um, how will
1: they ever go to Mars? Well, uh, are the... they gonna build a restaurant on Mars? Mission,
5: Mission Mars. It, actually,
6: can you tell me if Mission Mars is getting more funding than the European Space Agency from <laughs> the UK now? Well, they have to build a restaurant on Mars because you can't have a pub with six people standing up. That Mission is Mars. true. There yeah, you go. exactly. Uh, I'm gonna see. Mission Mars. There's
3: I've nothing got, more I've socially distance than going to Mars. I've tomorrow. got the mm.
4: spreadsheet open. Uh, yeah, million pounds.
3: Awesome.
4: <laughs> They're get, so Secret Cinema and Million Mars, uh, Mission Mars, and Ministry of Sound together are getting 30% of what the entire Northeast got. Yeah, well the Ministry of Sound isn't, is a government department, so Sound- that
1: makes
5: sense. <laughs> isn't it almost lit- almost literally, isn't it owned by like a Tory peer uh, now?
4: Yeah, well it always has been. It was it was started <laughs> it by always Lord I was started by Lord Palumbo. Um Lord oh,
1: Palumbo. 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 <laughs> James,
4: James, James
1: Palumbo. Um, you saw- <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. You solved the case.
4: <laughs> so no, but look, Ministry of Sound has always been like a ludicrously Tory establishment, which is why they have tab- a tendency to play Deep House, the most Tory kind of music.
1: I'm not sure if it's the most, it's the most Tory, Tory to- kind the, of music. The, the, the,
4: yeah. the yeah. housekeeping. No, the guy, the landlords. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, the, yeah. the landlords all play Deep House. Deep House is what they play in the Ibiza Super Clubs where it costs like, you know, 250 euros just for a ticket. It's a yeah. very Tory. It's what they play on on yachts now. It replaced Funky House as the most Tory kind of music because it used to be... And like
5: Funky Matt Hancock would enjoy funky <laughs> well, house. Well so the much. King's
4: Road yeah. used to be all just basically places playing pop and funky house and now was it's all places playing the And now it's just places playing Deep House. Um mm. and so yeah, Deep House well, now it's nothing, but you know, Deep House mm. sucks awful. Now it's
6: Vape Shop. Yeah, you know, now it's, it's, vape it's shops. Directors that I really feel sorry for because a lot of these like privacy equity equity companies okay. and like secret cinema. I'm not saying secret right. cinema do this, but I know that similar companies mm. do is the owner or the CEO will assume, oh, I'll just direct the show. Mm-hmm. I'll mm-hmm. just do that. And it's like, and they they don't know how to do it. They don't know how to interact with actors. They don't I've, know how to direct. It makes oh, everybody miserable. Has it happened in the past? That has happened to me. Oh, right. Like, I, when I did my gig for uh, Ripoff Secret Cinema, uh, it, the CEO of the company was just some random fuck who just Amazing. decided I'm going to direct the show. Mm. And he couldn't direct, like, in fact he couldn't direct his way a wet paper well, bag because he had no artistic or people skills at all. Well it's because most
4: people, I think, as well have that role of CEO as just someone who has projected competence. They have yeah. they can do anything. I'm the in
1: charge guy.
4: Yeah, it's, well, it's why mm. we have like again, if you want to think about Dido Harding, it's why she's running and deeply bungling test and trace because mm. she was the CEO of the worst phone company. She was ran the worst phone company in the UK. Yeah. You know, it's just once you get to that level, you are now congratulations, you're protected from failing. Yeah, and also we're going to give you this and you can pay yourself however much of it you want and then you know you give it you just
1: disperse it how you want yeah I he, once, a, he
6: ended up playing the lead as well
1: to yeah. that story of course he did. i once got booked to do a club comedy night in where in Hertfordshire which was through a booker, and the ruse was... Where? From, yeah, Yes, quite. <laughs> and, uh, it was actually the same place where they played that baseball game in the Abbott and Costello sketch. <laughs> and <laughs> this, is a, this is a national booker in the UK who are like notoriously a piece of shit run as like a, a very like vampiric profit-making enterprise. Anyway, but the ruse was from them that if I did this free gig, that I would then get paid gigs from them. So I show up, and I assume that I'm going to be the only free act on the bill, which is normally what will happen. There'll be like a sort of an opener, and then like a paid Headliner, and then there'll be like an unpaid middle. is quite a common structure. And I show up, and it's an entire lineup of unpaid middles who have all been booked to the same thing. And like, this was at the time when like I really should have been doing paid gigs. So I'm like, I, out of all these people, I'm like the best person. And even I am like technically not a professional. So this is like, and people have paid like twenty quid to get in. So I'm like, oh boy. And the guy who was running the comedy night had decided to MC it himself to save oh, money no. he was oh, not a comedian no. and now people have paid like good money's getting right so they're like they're sat at tables just like the people are like they've we want a fucking night out so they're like they're expecting it to be good and so for the first 10 minutes of him doing absolutely aimless MCing, they're like he's going somewhere with this. This is like this is a bit. This is like a, this is like a character <laughs> <laughs> doing a Mitch Hedberg thing. And, yeah. And the second 10 minutes of his he did 20 minutes up top, which is mental in and of itself. But his is uh, the second 10 minutes of his like opening bit was he just told a long story about a car insurance dispute he was recently in. <laughs>
6: Which, which ended this with Alan Partridge? Oh, it was the it's most. It was on a, a car insurance dispute recently. It was the most <laughs> powerful was this filmed anywhere.
5: It,
1: can we put this on the YouTube? I, I, I wish it was the most powerful fucking uh, accidental Partridge I've ever seen because the way it ended, and this is a verbatim quote, is anyway it turned out they had the whole thing on CCTV, so it was bang to rights, really. <laughs>
0: He was just like, "And your first act? <laughs> anyway, I had the last laugh. Basically, yeah, needless to Same. say, I had the last laugh. Fuck off. Yeah.
6: yeah.
0: So when, I, when I did my blue, Peter, when I did my
6: when I did my <laughs> for rip-off secret cinema, Schmikrich hmm. Minimar. The yeah. CEO decided to play the lead that evening uh, and direct what? the show. Yeah, he yeah. decided yeah. to Are you play sure the lead. it's wise to
1: name Schmikrich Minimar because they could soon No, he
6: did. No, he did decide to play the lead. Um, and at the end of the night, we ended up with uh, a cellist bleeding and in tears because he knocked over a music stand onto her. Uh, and then his that assistant, does sound like a Pornhub title. Yeah, to Yeah, his fair. assistant had to, oh god, his assistant had to basically gaslight this poor yeah, cellist. Got stuck like, no, you didn't into say that. He didn't say that. Like, and then he was telling her, "You're not her, bleeding." He's like, "You're not bleeding." That didn't really happen. And then he came out to us and he was like, "Oh look, we have to sell more vodka and champagne on the tables. You all need to get out there and like persuade the people out there to, who were all like, you know, Tories." Um, young Tories uh, to like buy oh, more no. bottles of vodka and we were just like you're not paying us for that like n- no no, I'm here to play a role I'm not here to do your fucking table service and and at the end of the night um, and like fuck all the clientele were like you know coming up to the actors and like trying to fuck it up and like interfering in six they're all drunk and at the end of the night um, I was outside and I changed out my costume so they obviously didn't I was, and some of the guests were out there and they obviously didn't realise that I had been in the cast so I said oh like, what have you been at and they told me "I was like oh yeah it's been at like Shmiquich minimal thing <laughs> And I was Mm. like, oh, what was it like? And then this guy was like, oh, yeah, it's pretty good. But there was like a lot of Euro trash and Asians. And I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) This is just a (laughs) night out for you. Some of us are trying to like fucking make something worth seeing. And you're just like, yeah. Like, yeah. What a twat. to
1: trash and Asians. What an amazing... Yeah,
5: there's too many
6: like, Euro trash and Asians? Awesome. Oh, no,
5: oh. he, just, he just rolled the bigotry dice. Why did days. you do your role in the persona yeah. of Jerk Van yeah. <laughs> there, there were too many... Wops.
1: <laughs> it's like spinning a wheel yeah. with old time yeah. slurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah. Uh, so basically, right, Like I, I think if you want to look... Full if, of papists. If, if, if you want a vision of the future, it's just... But the the arts is now going to be CEOs or like booking agents or whatever deciding. I could probably do this.
5: Yeah. To be be fair, full of papers is a review you'd get in Glasgow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But
4: this this is what's coming. It is just because the it has gotten to the point now where it is it is so exploitative. It, It the bottom has dropped out so much that it's just it's just CEOs on stage now. Everyone's it is a fantasy camp. It is a rock and roll mm-hmm.
6: fantasy camp for the people who own, the five guys who like actually own anything. And just to drop another lump of turd in the toilet bowl is this conversation. Um, this is all the, You're yeah, listening yeah. too. This exploitation um, also goes on at drama schools, which have been fully neoliberalized to the extent that universities have as well. Especially if, you're, if your drama school is attached to a university as mine is. And then a lot of it's becoming about performance metrics. Like when I did my drama school course, there was one day when an inspector from the university that we're attached to came around and had to interview all of us, and then we all had to like prepare and basically get in character for these interviews. Because he was like, "Oh, so do you feel like you're getting value? Uh, do you do you like believe that you'll get value out of graduating from this institution?" And like that's such a you can't really talk to a drama school student about that, especially the drama school I went to, because we were all like, "Yeah, we are so deep in the in the mojo here that we all believe that we can control the passage of time," and like. We spent all of yesterday talking to a tree. So we it's kind of hard to like quantify the <laughs> shit that you learn at school and like intense emotional breakthroughs that you mm-hmm. have. Wait, but are you you're doing acid. Are, are yeah. you saying
4: you can't put a a direct pound value on each individual lesson that you're being taught and therefore act as an intelligent consumer?
1: No, I can't. WHAT'S THE FUCKING POINT?!
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, but so a, a little bit more on Mission Mars. Um, this restaurant and bar group has already had uh, had ten million pounds invested in it by a growth fund two years ago. Cool to expand its restaurant concept Albert's Schloss all around the UK. Uh, Albert Hall's other project. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's read by Roy Ellis and Neil McLeod. <laughs> My Austrian cousin Albert Schloss. They <laughs> <laughs> um, built the Revolution Bar chain. Oh, oh Revo! Vodka Revs.
6: Baby. <laughs> oh man, I have had
4: uh. no good nights out in those. <laughs> well, no. th- thank goodness, all the stuff you like is gone, but that's
1: gonna be still here. The only people I'm who enjoy at- a night out of vodka Revs are the kind of people who end up in a magistrate's court the following month for what happened outside no, vodka no. revs. No, no, in
6: Newcastle we used to go out to we used to go out to vodka Revs. We'd have a couple of have a couple of shots at vodka revs. And then oh, this was on a Thursday or Friday night. He went over the street to Tiger Tiger, and they did three triples for three quid. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> they only Listen, get value I'm for looking money at in the north
5: right now. Yeah. And the the front page is Manchester is wunderbar. So I'm looking <laughs> forward very much to this uh, kind of like beer keller, like actual bodily harm experience. Yeah. Who, who? They have an Alpine Cookhouse. What is the point of a German restaurant? Like no
1: one, no oh, one thinks I think so. Oh, I want to go out for a German. Yeah, I think that. Oh yeah, yeah, but you, you, just you love don't Germany. you don't
5: want to go to the cookhouse. You don't a, want to
0: get a, a worst. You don't want to get a worst yeah. on a bun.
1: Uh, when when I used to tour in Russia,
5: fourteen quid for a bratwurst. There was a g- <laughs> what?
1: Yeah, there was this. There was this big. There was this big chain of like beer hall type restaurants that could seat a lot of people. Like you could seat like three hundred people in front of a stage, and they had like performance areas called Maximilians. And uh, and we <laughs> when we were touring, it quite often used to be in a Maximilians because like you'd go to like some shit town in Siberia, and that was like the biggest venue there was was like the german restaurant and i suspect that maybe the guy who owns maximilian's had some fucking in with our like tour manager or something because it used to happen suspiciously often but like <laughs> the menu was just like cursing
6: yeah it's just
1: like 800 different kinds of sausage that all tasted the same and like you can also have soggy potato and then like random ukrainian foods just thrown in like it's basically german fuck it
3: <laughs>
5: uh, <laughs> can i interest you in an 18 pound curry versed platter Ooh. No, I don't think you could. Is that weight? <laughs> um, <laughs> right, but so it's, it's, like
4: this is feed your whole basement. There, I think a lot of a lot of people who have baby brains uh, mm. like to be like, oh, it's just like the late Soviet Union. No, it's like kind of more like nineteen nineties Russia. Of just yeah. at least the late Soviet Union had good theater. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is now just Some like cool badges. That yeah, you get. but I say this is now basically right. just like I. I talk about it like I.
5: Oh, take me back. The, <laughs> give me get, take me back to the time when forest wardens could get badges for parachuting into things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> parachuting directly into a fire. So,
4: but uh, for me, right, this feels kind of something like the uh, like 1990s Russia, the end of the Ottoman Empire, where it's just various viziers and functionaries of a. Of a rotting state where everything is is for grabs. Everyone's got their feet
1: up on a little stool.
4: Trying to grab as much of it as they possibly can before. Everything just falls
5: apart. That's that, that's also why I wanted to talk about the other big angle here to me, which was localism. As we're currently seeing, uh, Andy Burnham being the last bastion of opposition to the government. As we're just deciding that, like, oh, well, Manchester is in lockdown, but like the Wirral is fine. Yeah, I never well, thought it, I'd die um, fighting
3: side
1: by side with Andy
4: Burnham. Yeah, well, well like look, yeah, it's, right? it's that If if you want to get if you want to go one level up from the arts conversation, overall, it's that there is this hard biological limit. Of what you can do with the fetishization (laughs) of free industry. Don't don't be a tough
3: about it.
4: Biological career agenda. yeah, (laughs) but like I say, there's a biological limit defined by the coronavirus that of of how much like market fetishism and uh, you know like subsidizing CEOs or trying to like.
5: Yeah there's, yeah, there's how there's there's a certain level of state capacity that you need to be able to exercise yeah. in order to have normal things. New Zealand has that um, Vietnam has that. Germany has that kind of. The UK very much does not. Yeah. And instead of that state capacity, what we have are all of these stakeholders <laughs> pulling in different directions. So that, like, for instance, pubs with, like that serve meals that are food based. Pubs mm. will not close because Tim Martin says. so Yeah. Well, like, yeah. what it, what it, what you end up with, right, is when you are trying to
4: solve a one large problem with the conceptual framework of a different of a unrelated problem. Uh, So you're trying to solve an epidemiological problem by like pulling on what are essentially business regulations because you can't imagine the state as having any entrepreneurial capacity or you don't want to imagine it because it's not in your and your friend's interests. Mm. Then you end up with a set of rules that demonstrably like that have such bizarre edge cases like um, you can go to a pub if it serves a Cornish pasty only if it has a salad.
5: Yeah. It's just, yeah. my, my comparison my comparison isn't the Ottoman Empire, by the way. It's like the late war third Reich, right? And bear with me on this one because <laughs> I know bearing. that's a bit spicy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. So It's a you nice have... time. Very normal. <laughs> I mean, not, just, yeah. not just the proliferation of beer kellers but also the fact that you have an overweening central leader who is suddenly incapacitated after a lifetime in politics of like uh deliberately cultivating this kind of like backstabbing uh you know local fiefdom shit now absolutely ravaged by coronavirus and out of it you're just left with all of these kind of mid-level bureaucrats with their own ministries to coordinate and what they end up coordinating is just like kind of mid-level graft with their friends it yeah. all pulls in like seven or eight different directions
6: mm. i've got to say like we we doing dracula uh listeners if you don't know i'm i'm gonna be fingers crossed like i'm gonna be in dracula at the mm. end of november we brought the show beautiful back. plug and mm. thank you very much well we're very lucky that we're able to do it because the venue that we're doing it in uh Technically serves food and therefore food. counts as a. It restaurant. Serves a classic pasty and salad that yeah. everyone loves to go out for. Yeah, well, actually, the food is actually really good. I was there, yeah. <laughs> I had something the other night, and um, but we Delicious are very, we are very lucky that we can put the show on again mm. because technically the place is a restaurant, mm. or at least it is attached to a restaurant. <laughs> technically, it's a restaurant. I'm Jeez. your
1: guest, and you failed to control me. <laughs> Leave the small print on your <laughs> contract.
6: <laughs> <laughs> so um, there's going to be some tickets as well. So I want to yeah. see you all mm. there.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah
6: absolutely. Right? Um, so, but I I think
4: that if whatever kind of metaphor of a of a falling apart polity you want to use, I think the the just obvious the obvious surrender and the commencement of just looting what's left of the state by mm. smash
5: and grab, yeah, smash and grab by
4: the government and it's or by the government by sort of Famous by you know prominent people who realize that they can mm. they can have a role here yes. by the C, by CEOs of companies that realize that some it's, like public funding is going to come in their
5: way. And then, it's then essentially this like and the Farage thing, yeah. this and the Farage thing is all the same yeah. thing. It's yeah. just
4: it's just there's there's co- we realize that we, the, all the furniture is gone. There are leaks all over the house, but damn it, there are still copper. There, the there wallet, are still inspector? hold up. There is still copper wire in the walls, and we can get mm. that.
1: Yeah, we absolutely
4: can. And
6: then Elon Musk gets to play Richard the Third. Yeah, yeah, effectively. And that's that would uh, be cool.
1: And, and I'd is, watch that. And this that is would also be so
6: weird, but in like a fun way.
0: <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you'd know that all the professionally Grimes. trained now actors it's the around, around him
6: discontent. All yeah. the professionally trained actors around him my, would just be like, "Grimes, can't Grimes my horse, do this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my, my whole my fortune for a horse." <laughs>
4: um, right. So this is, and this is beyond just like. The sort of dozens of examples of, you know, conservative party bigwigs like channel getting like or the friends of conservative party bigwigs Mm. getting like money channeled to their your lemonade stand to like provide all of the masks for the doctors. Because Mm. again, like this, because for a long time, right again, this isn't new. It didn't start in 2016. It didn't start now. It started in 1980 that where the where in order to get out of stagflation. You know, there was an agreement in the UK and US that we're going to rebuild what society is and is for. We're going to reconceptualize what the state is and is for. And that train only goes one way. And we only know how to keep shoveling (laughs) coal into it. And it's a privatized train. train.
5: When it's your job next, right? The the start of that are the coal miners. And it's taken this long to get to the actors. Mm.
4: Basically,
1: that's it. You know, it's. The so, Ironically, Billy Elliot's dad and Billy Elliot have ultimately <laughs> yes. both had their careers destroyed by the same phenomenon.
4: Oh, uh, that's a good button to leave it on before we go into the uh, a very short reading mm. for the
1: end. It's a haiku.
4: Yeah. Uh so let's uh let's talk about this last article, uh, which is we had to do this. We had uh, to do it to him. Where uh, uh Ross Clark's article, uh Jacinda Arden is no hero. Um After she's a
1: very naughty boy
4: (laughs) after um, after basically, you know, the New Zealand has uh, just reelected its uh, Labour prime minister who, to be clear, is like a
5: centrist and we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah, But much like <laughs> Nicola Sturgeon, and I feel like there's a lot of mm. overlap with the way they're treated. She's just, just cuddly uh, Trudeau. Like, ha- yeah, ha- have it, having a popular neoliberal but like slightly centre-left woman elected resoundingly absolutely boils people's piss. Yeah. It rules. Yeah.
4: And like, the thing is, the other thing, right, and I want to be very clear that We're here making fun of this like psychotelegraph journalist, not giving some enconium to Arden because like the the pandemic uh, policy in New Zealand has been comparatively good because New Zealand is a functional state. Um, It works. Yeah, but it it still had a, a very neoliberal flavor. So mostly like like a lot of income support has been channeled
5: through business. Most- yeah, well, like, Arden might have lost yeah. had COVID not happened. Like, yeah. she promised to, like, end child poverty and fix the housing crisis, yeah. and she didn't really do either of those, because no. her politics don't, Technically, she like, promised allow to for that child possibility. Poverty. Yeah. She end child poverty. with was but, fish um, and chups. Yeah.
4: Um, but, like, <laughs> and also, like, what happened is a lot of people are farther in debt because a lot of the way that they've got money to people is through credit rather than grants. Like, this is not, this, it, it, it people, only, only idiots on the left. Uh, are go- should look at New Zealand and be like, that is all of what a good response is. And I don't mm-hmm. think anyone serious really is. But yeah. again, you have to- oh, Look to Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that much better response, great response.
6: It has been very funny to see people yeah. assuming that uh, Keir Starmer is gonna repeat this success in a few years' time. Yeah, absolutely. Oh <laughs> yeah, because like, he's got all the same charisma and like, likeability as Arden does.
4: But on, also like, it's repeat this- We're going to end child poverty. But even even that, right, the idea what that voice was that? the idea that um, Starmer by just just basically asking coming in, coming <laughs> into the, um, the government and then saying, I'm just going to do a bunch of sensible policies. The same ones New Zealand did probably also wouldn't have worked because those require a functioning state.
1: Yeah. And also slightly lean on the advantages New Zealand has of being an, an a tiny island in the middle yeah, well of the like, Pacific with yeah, like
5: again that's why I think uh, Nicola Sturgeon is such a good comparison in that like she's also been managing the like the COVID response in Scotland which has been significantly more successful than in England but still nowhere near as good as New Zealand because it you know it's attached to England and a lot of the institutions have been like lucid.
0: yeah so with
4: all of that in mind. Uh, We are now going to talk about this ludicrous article written by someone who appears to be angry that more people haven't died. I'm not quite getting this here. Oh, he's a Malthusian. (laughs) Um, He says, I've long been an admirer of New Zealand, not least for its decision.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's an amazing start. That's like
4: the start of a New York Times recipe. And the recipe is for like beef Wellington. Uh, So uh, Clark writes, not least for its decision back in the eighties to stop subsidizing and protecting its farmers and to open its markets to the world, mm. uh, while some farmers went to the wall. Mm. Uh huh. Mm. Yeah. While some farmers were we went yeah. to the wool. Yeah. The agricultural sector as a we whole boomed.
1: No, no, not not the wool. That's what we normally do because they're sheep. But we went to the wall.
4: Yeah. So uh, again, what what when we say some farmers went to the wall, but the sector as a whole boomed, what we mean is a few giant companies took over <laughs> all of it. Yeah. Um. But I a won't. few
6: actors went to the wall. But yeah. secret cinema as a whole, boom. Yeah.
4: <laughs> uh, but I won't be cracking open a bottle of very fine Oyster Bay. Also, oh for, no, f- no, fuck no, off! No,
6: bad, no, bad, bad I am now playing the role of Riley. That's bad wine. Yeah. yeah, New Zealand has good <laughs> wine, but not that. If yeah. you want, it, I make a personal recommendation. If you want, uh, if you want wine from New Zealand, you want to go Central Otago for your Pinot Noir. And I do, I do heartily recommend Sam Neil's Two Paddocks. It is very, very yeah. good.
5: I was about I I to Sam say Sam Neill's Neils Winery. Winery. Yeah.
6: Yeah. It, Sam is, Neils. it is my favorite wine in the world. It is really fucking Two good. Sam Neill's Two Paddocks, well, and thing, his wine's not bad either. The
4: thing is, right, uh, columnists are all anhedonic, and so uh, they, they mm. just like, um, they're like, ah, Oyster Bay, In-hedonic. we're going to do that. Uh, so I won't be cracking open a bottle of very fine Oyster Bay. So again, already it doesn't exist. Their Oyster Bay's finest. Their yeah. fact checking
5: is that's is his wrong. <laughs> um you completely, They're not. the fact checking of the wine recommendation. <laughs> yes, <laughs> what's it's the battle? wine pairing I don't, know, for this I don't know what
1: kind of sommelier they consulted on this column, <laughs> but I I would like to talk to his manager.
3: All
4: yeah, right, I'd like to talk to the guy who awarded him his MW. Yeah. Uh, so I won't be cracking open a bottle of all that stuff I said to join in Jacinda Mania uh mm. as Jacinda Arden almost she's certainly wins her popular.
5: term. She she's just popular. People quite like her. It, they, and it like it's so funny to me that like whether it's Blair as someone they like or Jacinda Arden or Nicola Sturgeon as someone they don't, all of these freaks think that someone being popular with the electorate is a form of magic. Yeah. Right. Mm. And so like as soon as someone does actually like Likeable politics and has some level of personal charisma. They're just like fire from their fingers. <laughs> mm. He's making jam, jam. <laughs> if I had, <laughs> a... like, it's the same thing that made them think yeah. uh, Obama is a once-in-a-generation political figure, yeah. right? Because uh, <laughs> only he had the like prolomancy to build mm. that coalition. If you like a jam? You can keep it. Yeah.
4: Uh, so if I had a vote, it would definitely have gone to Crusher. <laughs>
5: Crusher. Oh yeah, she's so cool. Yeah. That's um the head of the National Party, who, which LOCKED their Twitter account after they lost <laughs> Oh damn. Ooh. Yeah, they
4: dug some old tweets out of the National Party. <laughs> don't text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, uh, they found the
1: National Party's thirst traps. Yeah.
4: Um. So the opposition leader Judith, Judith Collins, who earned her nickname after her policy while police minister of crushing cars that had been used in illegal street racing. Now, that only ever happened one time. She did that once. But maybe been, New Zealand's not that we've big. We've hit
1: a real problem with illegal the street crusher. racing. I've hit to crush one-fifth of New Zealand's cars. <laughs> exactly
5: two cars. If I had to put the Holden in the car compact.
1: <laughs> if, if Collins
4: ever feels like throwing in the political towel, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, New Zealand has got off lightly from COVID-19, not because it had an earnest leader in a trouser suit, but because it is the- No, that's correct. That's not why. I just
5: <laughs> hate
1: women. Yeah. Just, just hate women. I hate yeah. Women. Yeah. Hey women wearing trouser
4: suits, yeah. specific. Yeah. Um. Uh, But because it is the global version of the Isle of Lewis, the outer Hebridean island, which hadn't suffered a single COVID death until this week. Mm, And where everyone's called Lewis. Yeah, Again, in labored metaphors in columns today.
5: Yeah, Yeah. there's only one island I can think of. I can't just say it's it's two very distant islands. No, it's everything Mm. has to be relatable to something in Britain. Yeah,
6: Britain is the template for the world It's the global equivalent of Little St. James Island Where yeah. they have had no yeah. COVID cases <laughs>
3: yeah. Absolutely uh, yeah, Britain, is, yeah. Due to its young population <laughs> no.
6: They've had a really good
4: <laughs> Britain sounds like some pedophile shit yeah. Yeah, Brit- it does. Britain by comparison is Piccadilly Circus uh, uh, Well that's I, I, I like Britain, Britain is out. in
1: yeah. Piccadilly, well, okay. well, Piccadilly, well, Piccadilly
4: circus, circus is in Britain, Britain yeah. But also yeah. Britain is Piccadilly, Piccadilly Circus and um, You say pillabitch But also the island
3: is in Britain <laughs> don't change I'm the name suffering.
1: of the group DM. I'm going to change it. I've, ta- I, I've, I've taken a bit too much MD this evening, and I'm suffering from Pillar <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid Alice. there's no chance this evening, love. <laughs> Alice, please don't change the name of the group I DM to cha- Pillar I, D. I, sorry, Let the on, record show. On God, I will Co- change the name of the Court stenographer, group. please change the name of the DM to Pillar dicky <laughs> 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 uh,
3: oh, okay.
1: We just know. So
4: basically, uh, as opposed to get some crazy metaphor about how everywhere is the equivalent of somewhere in the UK, including the UK. Mm. Um, we yeah. can't cut ourselves off in the way New Zealand can, situated as it is a thousand miles from the nearest other country and self-sufficient. And in Unless mm. we get a large <laughs> tugboat
5: and a powerful rope. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm.
4: Moreover, once the virus was in Britain, it could spread far faster on our crowded tubes and buses than in New Zealand's less dense urban areas. So I guess they do have public transport in New Zealand. He the just didn't look didn't. it up. Um,
5: also, it's what, they they have like two largish cities
6: yeah, in New Zealand, and a very right? good intercity like, bus network.
4: Uh, also, he got the capital wrong. He said the capital is Auckland.
1: I had to get the bus down from
6: Auckland to
4: Pila Dicky. that's right. Um, no, so basically, he's what I find really interesting about this. Right, is the 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 British the British reactionary columnist brain is so. So just steeped in resentment that they can look at someone, basically, they can look at an example of a country that has, for many reasons, a couple of the ones, including some of the ones he names, but for many reasons, done much better than England, ignores the you know the Scotland, similar, similar uh, policies, did better than England too, and just try to explain it away as though... England is must always be seen as a Panglossian country that is the like, best it could possibly the, be. The
1: only place that can or, ever be better than England in these people's minds is America. Yeah. Because in America, yeah. you can do whatever you want as long as you're rich, which is cool.
5: Auckland Auckland has a population of like 1.6 million. Yeah. Which, like, I I don't know, maybe it just wouldn't spread there because you think that like every third seat is taken up by a herd of sheep
4: or something. Mm. And mm. also, she, he also says like, Look, for a squashing COVID-19 flat and only suffering 25 deaths, uh, New Zealand has paid a terrible economic price. In the second quarter, GDP (sighs) fell by 12.2%. Oh no, not the line! No, No, not the
6: GDP! My line! That's terrible! That's... What are we going to fucking do? Oh, well, what's
1: that... the point of everyone being alive if the line is sad? What <laughs> will we do? This just goes, <laughs> it's the fucking, it's the climate change thing again. It's the same thing where they're like, oh, solving this huge existential problem is a bit expensive, so we better not do it. Like, we're going to be dead.
6: We'll just be dead. You're going to take all your gold and be buried in an enormous sarcophagus. Exactly, yes. (laughs) Literally, they want to
1: live the life of a pharaoh. They want to be buried, have their brain pulled out through a hook in their nose, which I think actually in this guy's (laughs) case has already happened, and then be buried in a fucking gold sarcophagus in a big pyramid, which is actually under the sea.
4: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Uh, Britain's uh, GDP fell by 19.3%.
1: So more than New Zealand's. But we had we had Dishi Rishi, yeah. so it must have
5: been good. Yeah, let me answer, let me ask you one question: How many deaths have we had so far, and is it more than 25?
4: a uh, it is. <laughs> a to, you might little... have to do some math okay. there. How about this? On a like, okay, if we're thinking about numbers in terms of like the scale of like geology or the age of the universe or whatever, the <laughs> yeah, difference that's is right. pretty small.
5: Yeah. If we're doing a Fermi estimate, yeah. then yes, the number of deaths is equal to twenty five. Yeah. If you're mm. doing
4: a firm if we're doing a, an estimate based on big enough numbers, then it's a rounding error. But uh, if we want to use, you know, boring old normal human numbers. If you want to use base ten, like some <laughs> sort some of, kind of cook, some kind
1: of base ten cuck. To the nearest billion, it's zero. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So we actually did less <laughs> than uh, New say. So. tens of thousands. Um
4: and again, this whole thing of just the, uh, the job of the right wing columnist when all of the reactionary jobs have been completed is now just to explain stuff away. So he says that's smaller than Britain's fall, but it is a horrendous collapse considering the far lighter footprints of coronavirus in New Zealand, probably because they dealt with it properly because they have a functioning state.
5: Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's It's almost as though these two things are related. Yeah. Maybe like what what were they expecting to happen? Were they expecting some like what was the ideal that their economy would grow somehow? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well,
1: also like they invested we, in the virus. I, I think you're cutting <laughs> Britain too much slack by saying it doesn't have a functioning state. Britain doesn't have a functioning state when it wants to. Yeah. Like, it, the problem with our state isn't that it doesn't have like functions, although many of them have been eroded. It's that like it's run by sclerotic morons who refuse to pull on the levers that they have there specifically for this situation. They're like, yeah. "Well, how how are sp- people supposed to you know sit at home and not work while you borrow money and you use it to pay them? Well, oh, no, but we're not going to do that. So how are they supposed to? That's impossible. So they'll just have to die." Right, mm-hmm. like that's yeah. that's actually the which is why like lots of countries that actually don't have a functioning state have dealt with this quite well, like Greece, because Greece just like they were like okay, okay, what do we have to do? Okay, you tell us, we <laughs> do it. Careful, yeah. the guy comes from the European Union, he tells us where the masks, stay at home, so we do it. Like, that, it. like and they did it better than us. Greece, a country where like every fifth person is employed as a tax inspector and traffic warden and doesn't pay any tax and earns a million euro a year paid via an offshore fund from the greek home office (laughs) they did it better than us
4: yeah um and also like if you want to know the the countries that really did it a lot better uh vietnam uh you can look or at Mm -hmm. uh, areas under er, like sub country areas as we've talked about in the podcast before kerala in india for a long time was doing a lot better now
5: even now, even now, like by this point, China is so on top of it because its entire state capacity, which is considerable, has been mobilized to like do the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and people the problem have been, been smelting testing an the entire virus. city and, in five days. And, and
4: the thing is, right? I think a lot of the a lot of a lot of people who are again made their political and media careers in the nineteen nineties and early two thousands. Hmm. A lot of them see any alternative to the train that was set in motion in nineteen eighty hmm. in both in both of these countries they see any alternative if if they're liberals then then there are two kinds of politics you can solve the problems of the 1970s which gives you the 1990s and then if you ever stop solving the problems of the 1970s you'll go from the 1990s to the 1970s again yeah and that's what politics is and then for and then there's a broader assumption that trying to think about an entrepreneurial state or what an entrepreneurial state might be or ways of solving problems that don't just after 40 years descend into everyone's in casualized employment except the people looting everything mm. you know anyone anyone looking at something other than that is reflexively gainsaid as um well that is authoritarian mm. you know and effectively and the inability to to, to distinguish between building state capacity uh, and creeping authoritarianism As I think fundamentally, you know, it it fundamentally means that in a world of constant escalating and overlapping crises, we're going to be more and more of them. And this is probably going to end up being the one we dealt with best.
6: Also, (laughs) we do have creeping authoritarianism. Yeah, we also have that. We also have that. Like, yeah, Yeah, remember how
5: we just made crimes legal for cops? Yeah. Yeah. Like,
6: and how
5: how this
4: week as Mm -hmm. well, all the test and trace data is being shared with cops
5: who can now do crimes. Yeah. Like, or just whatever crimes so they want, including so rape basically, and murder. Cops hmm. are allowed
4: to cops have been allowed to do now any crime, but also more things All nights a year. Yeah, but, crime is but, legal. But mm. equally. On the other hand, now a massive amount of the population has been criminalized for relatively
1: ordinary activities. And that happened in the space of a week. Just before, just before you do a crime, you have to quickly put in an application to join the police so that it, it's a, it's a clever loophole. You? Just yeah.
6: imagine Dave Courtney somewhere just really dispirited. just like, I used to be able to commit crimes and tell police officers, but now they're all criminals as well. I don't know what's going on anymore. They're moving in on me patch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the time was you had, you had flat-nosed geezers and you had the filth, but now the filth are trying to become flat-nosed
3: geezers. It's <laughs> so, out of control.
4: He says... "Uh." <laughs> There's nothing to admire in New Zealand's coronavirus performance. Nothing. Guy, nothing. Nothing. Not a nothing single at thing. Nothing at all.
5: 25 deaths. Nothing yes. to admire about that. I yeah. wish it was higher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jacinda Arden's KD
4: ratio. <laughs> Blood for the telegraph. Jacinda just, just Arden's KD ratio is terrible. Yeah. 25 deaths. Um, There's nothing to admire in that. It is sheer panic taking the
1: precautionary principle to absurd new heights but like what like okay you could say that at the start of the crisis like you could say that then when you're like oh look at them taking all these measures and no one's died yet but after like what is it sixty thousand deaths or more that we've had and we're gonna have a lot more that's yeah. what they're admitting and, like globally to,
5: well over a million now.
1: yeah mm. after like britain has had it's like you know sixty five thousand deaths or whatever like you can't really then go well but new zealand sure did overreact like no they reacted that's what happened
4: there yeah is their state did cuz again like the other the when you when all you know how to do is shit on things like any kind of precautionary principle because you just don't believe that bad things can happen
1: this is like neville chamberlain still doing appeasement in 1946 like it just makes no sense <laughs> Like we know about the Holocaust yeah. now, Neville. Like, <laughs> what the fifties? he has been dead for um,
4: years, yeah. and he's <laughs> still trying to appease. <laughs> yeah. Trying but, to make a deal. So you, are <laughs> you sure you don't want to
1: talk
3: back
4: But what I'm what I'm getting at here, right, is that you know it's that, that when you when your view when your world is shaped like that of a you know six fifty sixty year old Telegraph columnist, mm. your whole thing is just. I just think we should take more risks. More risks, more risks, more risks, more risks. Yeah. And And if 65,000 people have to die so be it. Um and uh, and he he concludes the article, but he he says more risk, more risk, more risk because you just like a ah, precautionary principle that's for pussies. Yeah. But mm. then but then you d- again, you have one lever and it goes one way.
5: you yeah. can't this is the article. This is the article form of the um the si- the sign on a pickup truck I saw in Alberta. Uh, online that said, "No airbags, we die like men." <laughs> <laughs> Not like women
1: who die on an airbag. Yeah, um, yeah. See, he said, says- l- "I also love Alice that you clarified that I saw her in Alberta online. Yeah. I didn't leave the house. Don't worry." Yeah. <laughs>
3: the, <laughs> the final step yeah, to transition no, is having think-
1: airbags
4: installed yeah. in
6: your car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Having
4: airbags installed
1: in your chest.
6: Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> boom. Yeah. Um,
4: but Got him. Arden's problem now is having isolated her country from the rest of the world. Does she ever open it back up again? I don't know. Probably.
5: Yeah. Um, Statistically, No, yes. it's going to be like fucking Mordor. Yeah. If yeah. an
4: effective vaccine. Mordor is that. Yeah. If an mm, effective vaccine right, yeah. does
5: emerge in the near future. In many ways, Mordor is the Isle yeah. of Lewis so, <laughs> so he says
4: if an effective vaccine does emerge in the near future, she might come out of the pandemic looking wise. But if, as is arguably more likely to happen, the COVID crisis eventually dies away due to a combination of treatments and herd immunity, what if we just get yeah, bored of Yeah, she'll also it. be proved yeah. right. Yeah, because well, then it'll be
1: over, and no one in New Zealand will have died. Yeah, well, you fucking idiot! <laughs> was... You fucking credulous moron! <laughs> well, like, did you not? Did you not think about where that sentence was going when you fucking started it? Are you Michael fucking Scott? Like, what is it like living in this man's head? <laughs> like, making breakfast for this man must be a terrifying ordeal. Like, he's just mixing things in a bowl and just hoping it turns out into something he can eat. But some days it's That's like nuts YouTube, and don't. bolts and milk. And he's like, oh, no, I guess I just have to battle through it. Is that his approach to writing columns? Just slap words together and go with whatever happens? Yeah,
4: Milo, something has happened to you that I've increasingly have started personally referring to myself as your relaxation
1: vein It's become uh. visible <laughs> on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> it, it shows I'm ready to go. Um, I'm yeah. warmed up and prepared. So, uh, he, he says,
4: so basically he says, yeah, but what's more likely to happen is the COVID crisis eventually dies away due to a combination of better treatments and herd immunity. One concept that has been fully disproven. These people don't have,
5: yeah. eh, like, don't have object permanence. Yeah. This is a baby. Yeah. She will have to keep New Zealand's borders closed forever as hardly ever yes, citizens will build up immunity. Like the hermit fucking kingdom. That's right.
1: Yeah. Awesome.
4: That's right. Uh, so
5: yeah, you, you know, can't make people quarantine when they like come to New Zealand. You just have to close the borders permanently.
4: New Zealand
1: like, is woke North Korea. Yeah,
4: effectively. <laughs> like, it's, it's a functioning, she becomes
1: president for life. To
4: it to a telegraph to a telegraph columnist, a functioning state. Is the same as any As a totalitarian state These
5: motherfuckers, mm. they love immigration controls Unless they actually serve A verifiable public good yeah. And mm. then they're totalitarian
1: as well. uh, Anyway, he's gonna go and have a bottle of Oyster Bay With a delicious New Zealand meal
4: uh, I've had a very nice time uh, Speaking with all of you today To Talking to you today, the listeners And talking to you today as well, Ollie It has been a pleasure. Oh, it's (laughs) Matt again. (laughs) Matt Berry, you haven't really said much during this podcast. Um, Anyway, uh, so if if you feel like going
6: for a pasty and some salad and seeing Dracula, what can you do about that? Uh, You should follow Immersive Dracula on Twitter. If there are any tickets left, then we will be announcing it soon. Uh, it's very hard to design three different versions of a show, depending on what tier of lockdown we're going to be in. But mm. we, fingers crossed, Dracula is going to be up at the end of November. Mm. We are rehearsing hard. Yeah. so And it's going to be a one, fucking amazing show. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. audience members will get wet with their own blood. Yeah. Um, so, with all that being said, you know all about it. Uh, we have second episodes a week. Uh, five bucks a month on the Patreon, or you can sign up for a year and yeah. you get, I think, a month free or something. So yeah,
5: yeah, you know, you, and this is like also very good for us. So we will try and find a way of like rewarding you with some sort of Google, yes, or like mm. yeah, down Invest investing gold, yeah, some, yeah, something a, a,
1: a Nigel Farage Krugerand,
5: yeah,
4: exactly. We're gonna get oh, you a Farage we make Rand. That. Yeah. That's very funny. we could totally
1: make that. Mm. Um,
4: anyway. Uh, what else? Uh, uh, what is the shirt situation?
1: Are they they're sold out? Oh, in- they're so sold out. They yeah. sold out. And like, I'm still getting emails about those. They sold out in forty five minutes. Please stop emailing Walking me.
5: through the podcast, banging a big bass <laughs> drum and mm. uh, like labeled we should do drop shipping <laughs> because we're too popular now, not
4: to. Um, anyway, we will be doing another uh, mainline shirt. But hey, who knows, maybe another dusty box of Johannes Vonk and the Clogheads
1: tour shirts Might uh, make its way uh, into our hands at some point in the new year Although at at this point, is this coming out next Thursday? Yeah, yeah, by by this point you may have become obsessed with our new musical creation Oh right, yes No, this
4: is coming out on Tuesday, you will become obsessed with the new musical creation about an hour and a half ago Yeah, and you're about to hear the full song Uh, right now yeah so uh without any further ado it's
1: uh it is who's the who's the artist our our theme song is uh call me mystery brackets you don't (laughs) have to tell me by richard highsmith (laughs) all right later
5: everybody bye bye
2: Mr. Epstein Won't you give me a call Oh Mr. Epstein We could have a ball Oh Mr. Epstein There's no reason to fear International waters Means there's no cost here Oh Mr. Epstein Let's book it tonight Oh Mr. Epstein I'm booked for a flight Oh Mr. Epstein book. You don't have to tell me the secrets you've been keeping, oh yeah, oh yeah. I've seen all the cameras, I know what you've been filming, but it's alright I swear, I'm living without a care, as long as I get my share of all the fun you've been having,
3: Yeah.